0: Hey, everyone, welcome to the Ross Weekly, where we present to you the latest happenings and upcomings in the Ross community, paired with a deep dive into a hot campus topic this week. I'm one of your hosts, Thomas DeClerc, and with me, I have Eduardo Richmond.
1: Good to be here. Uh, we have a very special guest joining us today, Kresge Librarian, the library liaison for our MAP team, Corey Seaman, who has a fascinating hobby that we'll uh, talk about. Welcome,
0: And so before we get started, we'll do a really quick check-in on some of the recent and upcoming events and happenings. Um, Eduardo, it is a busy week. What's happening on campus?
1: Yeah, uh, Michigan Businesswomen have their annual symposium with events all week, kicking it off with an event on Monday evening with a speaker session called More Money, More Problems in the Talbert Colloquium. On Monday, we also have the basketball game of... um, our ross team facing the law school and that's going to be pretty interesting on tuesday another speaker session of the mbw symposium about body language a community self-defense workshop from the human capital club and braza is hosting a dance class yeah Eduardo, aren't you in braza i feel like you should join this dance class I am. Next Next question. Next topic,
0: please. All right. On Wednesday, the MBW Symposium is hosting another speaker, this time about sexual education uh, for grad school students. So uh, that'll definitely be interesting. And then there's going to be a luncheon with the Consulting Club at Blau. Uh, On Thursday, we have a couple of seminars and webinars. Um, Women who launch are hosting a time management workshop, the uh, Finance Club is hosting an NYC housing webinar. I'm glad I locked in my housing for the summer, but if not, I would have definitely attended that. Um, wine Club is hosting another educational session about wine. And the MBW Symposium, you know, for the third day in a row or the fourth day in a row, has a speaker coming to talk about personal journeys to executive leadership. So that sounds super interesting. And then two more things on Thursday. The Armed Forces Association is hosting a dinner Um, and the last risky business show of the year is happening at Necto, as per usual. Um, This time, I believe uh, it's for charity, but I'm not even sure. Eduardo, do you know more about it? I think you're correct.
1: I
2: think you're correct.
1: Nice. And yeah, wow, really busy week. And on Friday, the MDW Symposium wraps up with a brunch. But more importantly, Go Blue Rendezvous. So... Admitted students are coming to town this weekend to explore campus. Ann Arbor and a whole bunch of activities and clubs are joining in on the fun. Very excited to meet some of the students that will join us in the fall. I know both of us have personally volunteered to to participate, right Thomas, in go rendezvous. One of the things that's going on is uh, a dinner at the Big House on Friday, which I am very upset that I'll be missing as on Friday, there's also um, a, a 12th annual Detroit R&B Impact Conference is happening and we're going to a Pistons game. So I'm very excited about the Pistons game, but also not so excited that I'll be missing the dinner at the Big House. But, but yeah, as usual, all of the info on these events can be found on campus groups. And yeah, so now we'd love to welcome our guests to the podcast. Before diving into his fascinating hobby, Corey, can you please tell us a little bit about yourself and what brought you to Ross?
2: Hey, thank you. Um, so I'm Corey Seaman. I'm the director of Kresge Library Services. Uh, we support research and curricular needs at the Ross community and business information needs at the University of Michigan at large. Um, I've been here since 2005, and I've been director since 2006. So um, as I like to say, I've been here for a really long time. I do not want to know what you were doing in 2005 and or 2006. Um, Kresge is organizationally part of the Ross School. So we're way more tied in with what's happening at the school, and is um, we're very I, th- I like to think we're integral in programs like MAP and um, it's a very, very different kind of library besides the fact that there are no books. Um, there are no print books. Um, we're a digital only library. And I think if you go up to the fourth floor of Kresge hall, you'll be looking around for something that looks like a library and won't find anything. So it's been an interesting transition. It's, it's constantly changing environment, but um, it's been, uh, we've been really blessed with a great team. So it's, uh, it's, it's overall pretty fantastic. So that's what I do here at Ross.
0: Thank you. Yeah, that's amazing. So yeah, for our listeners, maybe some context, Eduardo and I are on the same map team. And so far, you know, he's also still willing to do podcasts with me. So clearly that's been, <laughs> that's been successful. Corey, you're our map librarian. Um, what, what does that mean for people who have not participated in map yet?
2: Okay, no, no, so so part of it, I was really concerned that this was going to be like one of those gotcha shows. It's like, <laughs> yeah, we, we brought you in, and we're going to give you the list of all the 15 questions that we didn't answer. So hopefully we're not quite there yet. Um, but so one of the things I had mentioned that um, Kresge is part of the Ross School of Business. So we get our funding from Ross. We, we are, we're, we're part of the Ross staff. It's all great. Our, we play a real unique role with map and action learning programs, and we do something at Kresge that no other library really does on campus. Every team project that deals with action learning, and the daytime MBA, and the weekend MBA, in the um, BBA program, etc., um, they are assigned a librarian, and the librarian helps navigate the student through the student team through the information needs. And when you have a case, they can be annoying, but they have all the data that you need. A case is a self-contained learning outcome. MAP is the anti-case. And so what you end up with is a problem, some data, and you have to figure out how to get to the end. That's where librarians work. And so we help teams navigate through library and other resources to help answer their sponsors Problems. Um, I have my, I do just a handful of teams, my colleagues, and I'm going to list them off because they're all awesome. Laura Burdish, uh, Danguela Kvicklis, uh Mary Catherine Moeller, Celia Ross, Joel Scheuer, Emily Schlack, Sally Ziff, and Jennifer Zimmer all do a fantastic job with their teams. And right now we're actually juggling almost 400 different teams of a variety of not all ones it, during this uh, academic year. And it's um, quite a lot. And we just, you know, we, we're going to be starting as soon as we're done with you, we're going to be starting with Global Map and the online MBA. So it, the, the cycle always continues. and And Map is really fantastic. And it's a way to get to know students. It's a way to get to learn projects. And as the project pivots, we have to pivot with the team. So, it's, it's really, I think, quite fascinating. And you get to learn about things like manufacturing in India and healthcare delivery in Ghana and um, change management uh, in uh, companies like American Express. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for our map team alone, like I
0: can speak to it, you've been super helpful in just. You know, getting us started and getting us guided into like all the research that exists out there on the topic that we were working on. So, um, thank you, uh,
2: for starters, just to you know assist us in that journey. Well, we're we're about at the halfway mark, and um, what, I, what I like to do when I can is send out a sanity check, and the sanity I'm checking is my own. And basically, where are we? Um, do you have everything you need? Do you have everything? are Are you stuck anywhere and, and that 's one of the challenges I think with map is that you could be in you could be going down a rabbit hole and um, find that there's nothing that is really going to help and so dealing with ambiguity is the most important thing you can learn in map and it you treat it like it 's a second internship, but it 's one that you don 't have to do on your own and it 's one that you 've got the support of faculty faculty um, Communication uh, consultants and um, uh, librarians, so it's it's a unique experience, and we think that it's one of the best things that Ross does.
1: For sure, I agree. So, moving on a little bit, Corey, um, you're known is if if I'm correct as. Squirrel Man, um, is is that well, number one? Is that correct? And number two, why why is that?
2: Yeah, you know, there are a lot of things um, that you could be known for, and so I I'd like to think that being known as Squirrel Man is actually not a bad thing. Yes, yes, it is, um, and it it it's all started um, quite innocently um, back in two thousand and eight is that's when I started feeding and photographing squirrels on campus. And the squirrels on the U of M campus have a long tradition, a long history. And for me, I've always had film photography, uh, film cameras, and I embraced digital photography. Um, We got uh, a digital camera and I just started playing with it. And every day I'm on campus from that moment on t- to basically now, um, no matter what the weather, rain, snow, heat, I make the few rounds every day to feed the squirrels. Um, Law Quad is great. There's a lot of places around Ross, and I usually loop through the center of the Diag. Um, and I'll go through and I share my best pictures. And I just passed 100,000 photos of squirrels just on the Ann Arbor campus.
1: Congratulations!
2: And thank you. And, and there's a certain, you know, there, the, the number is a little weird because if it's 100, that sounds, that sounds cool. If it's 1,000, that sounds weird. If it's 100,000, it gets impressive again. Okay. So I think that that's kind of where um, I am. But I've learned so much about information and the way the information flows by dealing with photography. And um, so one of the things that I do is I tag everything and um, make things very easy to find. Um, Last year, so, and and I learn a a great deal about the way that squirrels operate just basically by observing. And then I've read a few books on them. And um, I basically are working uh, periodically with Friends of Wildlife. Um, But one of the things, uh, I got a picture uh, in December of 2021, no, 2000 it must have been of a very, very large squirrel, probably was a mama, and um, it was in December. And it was picked up by the, the US uh, uh, Fish and Wildlife Service and was their fourth most popular tweet of the year. So all of my photos are shared with Creative Commons so they can be used for editorial purposes, used in a non commercial capacity. And it was really exciting. It was really funny because I didn't notice it was happening. But then all of a sudden, um, uh, people started looking at my photos. And it was really kind of exciting uh, to see this. And we did, um, I did a, a brief interview with someone at the Kansas City Star. And they did a story about that. Squirrels are really kind of fantastic. And I know people really love them or hate them. Um, but they, they really have a certain charm about them. And um, one of the things that I immediately thought of in, to go back two years, March 2020, when, um, when we were first uh, shut down, what I started doing was going onto campus once or twice a week on what I call the squirrel run. So I would just do the, I would work at home, I would head onto campus, I'd feed the squirrels take photographs and head home. And I, and I would do this uh, periodically. And then we started coming back into the office. So I would do both of those uh, simultaneously, but um, it's been a lot of fun and uh, it's sort of taken on a life of its own. And I go back and I look at my early photos that I did in 2008, 2009, 2010. I go, oh my God, these are awful. And I've gotten better cameras, I've gotten better, I've gotten a better eye, I've gotten better lenses. Um, and so it's really exciting to see the growth of um, this part of my life. And it's, it's always nice to have something that you can take a break from. So I'm working with students, I'm working with faculty, I'm working with budgets. Um, two of those are fun, budgets are never fun. But occasionally you need a, you need some respite, and and this to me is is one of the the real uh, joys that I have out there, and so it's it's been fun. And the people, anyone who's been uh, an alumni, anyone who's come to visit Ann Arbor, always remembers the squirrels. The fox squirrels that are on campus are a little bigger than people uh, will often see. They're bigger than the eastern greys, which are more common, and um, they are they've been fed for well over 100 years, probably 200 years. And they've gotten to know that people are friends. And so they'll run up to you. If you stop and look at a squirrel, they will run up to you. And they will basically think that you've got food. So um, I always carry a big bag of peanuts um the former director of the map program actually got me the bag it's a beautiful uh gale amex it's a it's a canvas bag and it has a picture of a painted squirrel on it and so i always carry around a few pounds of of peanuts because i never want to be without if i see a squirrel i i feel awful so i was gonna make sure i get everyone fed
0: (laughs) i can attest to the the size and and amount of squirrels on campus there are a lot of them and i was frankly shocked by how big they were. And I, I always wondered like, is that a, a, a special sub breed that we have here in Ann Arbor? Is, is there a, are people overfeeding these, but um, there's one, uh, I brought my cat with me when I moved here and she loves sitting at the window and just almost yelling at them as if she wants them to get off her lawn. So yeah, <laughs> there's plenty of them.
2: Yeah. My dog Runyon, who is, I, I love that dog. Um, like crazy i can't take him when i do squirrel photography because he gets very excited and um so he's actually the worst wingman ever um but uh what we'll normally do so we'll we'll be on on the golf course next to my house and he'll see a squirrel and he'll see a squirrel in the far off distance and he'll he'll fly uh for them he's never caught anything so I'm I'm happy about that, but um he gets very, very excited. He used to we'd have squirrels right up against the door wall. Uh we moved in 2020, which was not fun. But um we moved and we have a great door wall and lots of squirrels. And he would see them and he would go nuts. Now, now he's very much like squirrels again. So <laughs> it, it's great fun for people and our pets. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, was there you know, obviously, there's a bunch of them on campus. But was there a specific reason that you said, like, this is the type of animal that I want to start photographing? Or,
2: I, I think the reason why I, I photograph squirrels, it, 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 they're available. You know, um, they are, they're readily available. They're interesting. They're exciting. They're charming. Um, they've got a real um, sweetness about them. And, uh, I just, to me, when I walk on campus, it's just, it, it's always a way to make me smile is when I see a squirrel and, um, there's a lot of wildlife on squirrel. I've seen possums. I've seen, I think I've seen a raccoon. Um, I've seen uh, a wild Turkey once, um, and I've seen deer poop. I haven't seen deer and, um, lots of good birding, but the squirrels are the things that are and, and the squirrels also are, from a photography standpoint, maybe this is giving away too much. They eat and they don't run. So they're sitting there eating. You can actually take a few pictures. So it's it's not that sort of, you know, they're they're not going to be here and then fly away. They're actually going to pose for me. And, and that makes it a little easier. And then it sort of took on a life of its own. And that's the part that you know when, when you know you you hit fifty seven, and you have a hobby and it's great, and um, maybe it maybe you changed hobbies a few times. Um, I you know if you knew me in two thousand five, uh, and if one of my interview questions were, "What do you think about squirrels?" I would say, eh, "They're okay." I have, I yeah, the squirrels are fine. But now they're like the central preoccupation and they're the thing that people know me for. I mean, someday, someday, I hope that I'm as well known as a librarian as I am for <laughs> a squirrel photography. Um, but um, I'm, I'm going to be content with just being known for squirrel photography.
1: Corey, any yeah. platforms that, that you want to plug Um, where can our listeners find your pictures if if they want to to look at them?
2: If they want to look at the pictures, what I can do is I can share the links with you, but I put everything on Flickr. Flickr is a wonderful uh, photography sharing platform. And basically I make everything available there. The searching can be wonky at times, but um, I have some albums. What I've started doing was actually identifying Um, So one of the things that I've been doing on Flickr is I'm involved in Project 365, which is you take a picture every day. And I have done that every day since 2008. And so the first year I went through it, my family thought, oh, okay, this is fine. And then it's like, I'm doing it a second year. And everyone's like, why are you doing this a second year? And then when I was doing a third year, fourth year, now I'm on year 14. Um, it's fun and it's really great. There'll come a point in time where I won't have a memory of anything, but I'll be able to go back and look at everything that I've done everywhere I've visited. Uh, but one of the things that is great is that I have albums for my picture of the day, which is for over like 1,400 of them was a U of M squirrel. Um, my picture of the day of... 2022 and 2021. So um, what I can do is I can share the links. Uh, but if you go to um, if you go to flickr. dot uh, com slash c um or go to my homepage, um, which is Squirrel Man's World, I think that'll find it. It's actually on a Google Sites. Um, I have all sorts of links to. Uh, Um, sites. And one of the things that I've been able to do over the course of the last few years is started to print up some of my favorite pictures and bring them to craft shows and art shows. And um, I'm really excited about having a few of my pieces recognized um, in 20, when was it in, hold on, I need to look this up. Um in 2019, I took a picture of a squirrel in a tree in a cavity nest, and it was a finalist of the Comedy Wildlife Photography Awards that year. Um, and in 2015, there were some hardy mums right in front of Ross. And I had a squirrel poke his head out, and I got a picture of that little guy. And um that was in second place in the 2018 Washington Post Squirrel Week photography contest um which is actually i need to get my entries for this year's squirrel week contest um out shortly so um if you type if you if you look for a search for Corey squirrel man you will find it but yeah. i will i will send you links and we'll
0: we'll make sure to include those links in in, okay. in the description of the podcast but yeah that's amazing i I remember, you know, pre-moving to Ann Arbor, I asked a couple of alums like, "What are the things you remember the most about living in a college town?" And they said, "Oh, I don't know college town specific, but Ann Arbor restaurants and squirrels." And so that was a very brief description of something that I can only confirm. Like, there's plenty of them. I just walked over to campus here, and and there's so many squirrels that just look at you like, "Hi,
2: what are you doing?" And 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 that, and when you go to a county park also in Ann Arbor, and you get really close to a squirrel, they're going to run away. And the fact that they run toward you is really charming. That's the sort of the campus pet mindset, which really is fantastic. And um, I, I have actually gone all over creation, um, been very fortunate to have traveled and um, I take photos of squirrels everywhere I go, and so I've gotten pictures of squirrels in Phoenix, Arizona. They're mostly ground squirrels. Um, Only Illinois where they have uh, albino squirrels. Um, Singapore, it was really fantastic. They had palm squirrels. Um, Ahmedabad in Gujarat, India, where they had five-striped squirrels. Um, they're they're fantastic, and it's it's always a joy. But the ones that are the the most tame, the most like house cats are the ones on Ann Arbor uh in, in uh, at the u of m uh, we we would normally do campus visits and and go uh, do campus tours and and there's nowhere quite like this um so we're really blessed with that and i I think that people come to embrace it because it's also part of the charm that is being in this area um, so and you know what um Every so often, you know, Michigan wins, Michigan loses, squirrels don't care. Um, so it's always that sort of leveling uh, attribute that uh, is really good. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's a, it's a calming experience, whether, if, you, if things are not going so well.
1: Corey, from, um, from, from my part, I, I just wanted to comment on how I think inspiring it, it is that, that, um, you know, you have this, Great passion for for this hobby, and um, I I personally think that that is is pretty cool. Thomas, Thank any you. any final questions, Corey? Any final comments?
0: I definitely have one final question, cory Corey. Um, if people come to Ann Arbor, you know, if incoming students visit this weekend and they want to feed some squirrels, what should they be feeding them? <laughs> um,
2: what to feed them? Anything. Um, <laughs> the easiest thing to feed them are peanuts. Um, and you don't have to shell them, you just throw it to them. They they will actually take it from your hands. Um, every so often I'll throw a peanut at them and I'll hit them because they'll run toward me and I'll hit them in the head. And I always feel very guilty. One of the things that I love doing is what I call squirrel, um, uh, what do I call it, uh, squirrel diplomacy. And so when visitors are on campus, I always love to, um, you know, give them some peanuts to feed the squirrels. It is fun. It is really a joy. If you buy a bag of peanuts or if you've got some bread, or if you've got part of a donut, um, basically anything I've seen squirrels eat hoagies, um, churros, pizza, donuts, apples, you name it. Um, They do a great job. And in fact, the year of the pandemic when we didn't have these main students on campus They probably didn't do as well, Um, but I always have peanuts in my office. And so you can come up to Kresge on the fourth floor, although uh, I'm not in on Fridays. um, Go in and um, grab some trail mix or or, uh, almonds, anything in a shell. Uh, Squirrels really like that. And it's really good because their teeth continually grow throughout their life. So having something really hard like a walnut shell, um, to chew through actually helps uh, with their their dental control, and their teeth are orange. It looks really weird, um, and it seems to be just the way that they they roll. Um, but I would definitely uh, I grab you know buy a bag of peanuts. Um, you can buy it at Walgreens and CVS and Target right there on campus, and they. Prefer unsalted, or it'd be better for them to have unsalted. But if you have salted, uh, I I think that they would not mind. They would not question the value. That's great advice.
0: Um, (laughs) Any parting words
2: that you would like to share with our listeners? No, uh, only that um, it's been, it's really remarkable how everyone has got all of these different things that we're known for. And the thing that you're known for when you're 57, not have done by the time you're 40. And so it's really fantastic. And that could actually come across really bad because you could have done something really bad when you were 40. Um, it's nice to be known just for something that is just genuinely pretty nice. And so um, it, it, it really shows that we always have the ability to invent and reinvent ourselves and, um, you know, it's squirrels and it's fantastic. And I I think that they're really uh, fairly spectacular. And um, I hope that through my photography, people find the charm in squirrels as well.
0: I sure do. And I really appreciate you sharing, you know, this fantastic hobby with us. Um, I'm going to leave it to Eduardo to kick us out of here. But
2: thank you so much, Corey. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you, Thomas. Thank you, Eduardo.
1: Yeah, no, this has definitely been um, one of my favorite episodes. Corey, thank you so much again for joining us uh, and and sharing a little bit today. This has been another edition of the Ross Weekly, a showcase of the latest happenings and upcomings brought to you by Business Beyond Usual. Today's episode was produced by Thomas De Klerk and myself, Eduardo Raymond. Executive producers of BBU are Bob Needham, Christina Weiberg, and Eric Hoffenbeck. Thank you all for listening. Until next time, go blue. And this is business beyond usual.